Okay, today on Fend for Yourself Friday, we have a guest who most of you know. Some of them might know him through being their brother. Others of us might know him through being their cousin, uh, maybe a son, maybe a grandson, maybe the former coach of Mayville State Basketball, perhaps as now the head coach of the Williston State Tetons, or in a very specific case, as the fourth grader who hit a home run off of them uh, playing with a ball in my backyard. Uh, that person knows who they are. All right. On the other side, we'll have my cousin Alex. All right. Welcome to another episode of Fend for Yourself Friday. Uh, this weekend, I've got one of my cousins. Uh, who's in their line there? Who is this? This is, this is your cousin Alex. And why exactly have I invited you on the podcast today? Because you didn't know about 20 hours ago. <laughs> you know, when you first sent me the thing, I thought you were just, I thought it was just James being James. And I thought you were trying to figure out when it would work for uh, me to be a part of the fantasy football draft. But uh, no, I am in uh, what I think a lot of people think is a kind of a funny profession and um it's a really really weird one even once you get inside of it and uh i am now the head men's basketball coach at uh, williston state college in williston north dakota so i kind of think that's what we're doing here today that is did you think for any time that it might have been about the office your favorite television show <laughs> you know what either way i would have joined happily and i think i would have been able to get after it um, your knowledge of the office is deep and broad <laughs> And I, I would guess your knowledge of basketball is pretty deep and broad. Would you agree with that? You know, I'd say it's, I'd say it's, um, it's, I'd say that there's a little bit of some knowledge in my mind. I think I've probably lost a lot of other things in my head over the years. Um, and that has been, those are probably things that should be in there, but it's been filled with all sorts of random things like how we should maybe defend a certain action um, depending on time score and situation and all those fun things. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, we're not going to talk about any of that today. All right. Sounds good. Because the part of this that I think is really interesting is how this all works. Mm -hmm. So first of all, Williston state is what kind of a college? Yep. We're a, we're a junior college. Um, and so just as far as that stuff goes, even right away, for the junior colleges and, and the NJCAA, this is one thing that's kind of really interesting too, is so there's junior college basketball, but California has their own thing. Like the California JUCOs are not part of the National Junior College Athletic Association. The same is true with a lot of schools in the Northwest because they have what they call the NWAC, the Northwest Athletic Conference or, or something like that, I think is what theirs is called. Um, I know it's the NWAC, but so like, there's junior college basketball everywhere, but there's also like four different associations. And so we're part of the NJCAA, which is by and large the biggest one or, or it takes up the most. So, and what does and that stand for? Uh, National Junior College Athletic Association. Do you have any idea how many teams play in this? You know, I don't actually. Um, I, I can't quite remember. Someone had, had sent me a message, a, a good coaching friend, um, just when they had saw that, that I had gotten the job and had just said, you know, um, don't take it for granted. Um, there's only, it, you know, it's somewhere around like 300 some um, uh, jobs of, of that nature. So NJCAA also has three different divisions, and that is based on athletic scholarships 
how much and what exactly you can use to aid um, your student athletes uh, through athletic scholarships. All of my experience has been in the NAI and basically everything is somewhat close to the NCAA. Um, I mean, most of the other uh, uh, associations or divisions, whatever you kind of want to call them, they all base a lot of their things pretty closely off the NCAA, but everything kind of has their own twists on things. Um, we're under the rule where we get eight hours a week until October 1st, and then we start, um, and then we can do official practices. So like right now, I can work with guys on the floor, but I have to count that time. And so that also, the eight hours covers weights, conditioning, and then like um, any sort of instruction on the floor. We can do our conditioning in through basketball instruction rather than making guys run and watching them run. It's not a whole lot of fun. Um, it's not what it's all cracked up to be. And so um, so that'll be nice. We're, we're kind of getting some – the weight room is getting reworked at, at the college, um, which is exciting um, and, and really nice. Um, so we'll, we'll kind of hit the ground running with that um, with, with some basketball instruction stuff later this week. And- all that said, how many guys are on your team? Yeah, so that's kind of a little bit of a a little bit of like a floating number two. Um, basically, with with that, it's just kind of being of of when I got the job and everything that kind of goes into it, and and it just being a new, um, completely new surroundings. So uh, we are mandated by the school to have fourteen. Um, on our roster as far as players you know maybe that's going to be like a student assistant student manager that sort of stuff um the players can also be including both red shirt guys that are playing um that sort of stuff we're going to be right around that like 14 15 so the i i got the job what you would kind of what you would consider decently late in the process so it's been um it, it's it's not necessarily been something where the school has been super persistent on making sure that like I have to be above that number but really that's a that's a very manageable number no matter kind of when you um, really whenever you get the job so when does school start there we started today um, first full day was was actually today and so, are you teaching any classes yep I as part of my contract um, I, I think it's like I don't know the exact percentages, but um, I'm teaching, let's see, one, two, three. Um, I think I'm teaching like six credits worth, something That's like that. That's pretty good, right? What, do you, yeah, what it's, class are you teaching? Um, I'm teaching prevention and care of injuries, um, and then a couple of weightlifting classes that are just eight-week courses. The prevention and care one will be interesting that because that's a new class that I haven't ever taught when I was at Mayville, um, so that one will be fun. And then I also get to uh, teach bowling. Now that's a great one. Bowling oh, sounds yeah. amazing. Yeah, we're gonna get after it, and I probably will be probably will be hitting you up just to try and see if if you know you want to come in as a as a guest speaker at some point. We could probably zoom you in. I can tell this story when I'm there. So when I was at the University of North Dakota, I used to always take a fiat ish course, and one semester I decided to take badminton class. Yep. So before the class starts, people are just like milling around, and some woman says, "Hey, do you want to play badminton with me?" I said, "Yeah, sure." So I'm playing on her team. And somebody else is playing on the other side. Well, she goes to hit it and whiffs and hit her in the chest. And I jokingly start berating her for making a terrible play. You know, I'm yelling at her. I'm screaming. I'm kind of like fake slamming my racket on the ground. And the poor woman almost starts crying. She's totally in shock. And then she goes, 
Um, okay, class, I guess it's time to start. (laughs) I still feel bad for that person. It was such a a jerk move, but I was so embarrassed I dropped the class ten minutes later and walked out. How long did you stay in that class? (laughs) Not, Not very long. When it comes to your new team, Alex, what division do you guys play in? Yep, so we're we are the NJCAA and we're Division One. So as far as with the, with the scholarship type things go, I I can't even tell you what like the number of so they have what this thing what they call like um, and basically it's what people ask you know it's like are you fully funded um, and so what that basically goes to is is are you does your university utilize the amount of scholarships the 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 maximum amount of scholarships available um i can't even tell you what exactly fully funded is at njc uh division one but what i do know just from the differences so for division one we can offer everything we can offer them to pay their tuition their fees their books their dorm and their meal plan um, so if we wanted and we, we, um, you know, there's like the Pell and different things like that as well too, but we can cover everything. So who will you guys play this year? Yep. So we're in the Mondak conference or is kind of known as uh, region 13. Um, so we will play against Lake region, um, uh, North Dakota state college of science, Bismarck state college. Um, let's see here, United tribes. Um, both of those are in Bismarck and then Miles city in Montana and Dawson community college is also in Montana. So this leads into, and then, and then, um, Botnell as well too. Dakota college at Botnell. This leads into some of my favorite parts of your job. So what's the farthest road trip you're taking this year? Farthest road trip that we are taking. Every school is a little bit different. We don't necessarily have to have the same like non-conference schedule as our women. It's just smarter for like us. So like we have the exact same schedule as our women. The only thing that's different is our is our scrimmages. It makes so much more sense. It's so much more feasible for travel and stuff to basically do everything together because then we can take one bus and then we can split that cost. So you guys take one bus. Yep. Yep. Men and women. So like they're, they're right around like that 14 or 15 number. Um, we're right about that too. So we're sitting at about, you know, like 30, it'd be like 30 kids. Um, one big, huge, you know, charter bus. Um, and then it'll be us, you know, like four coaches. So how much room is there on the bus? Do you get your own seat? I mean, obviously I know it's like a school bus. It's like a charter bus. Yep. But like, is it like Alex empty space? aisle women's coach empty space window or are you guys crammed together no we um and and you know to be honest with you um that's going to be an interesting thing to kind of watch um this year and just kind of see how that all goes um when i was at when i was at mayville coaches had our own seats and then our men and women at mayville would just work together and go like okay there are th- this many rows now left and then we basically traveled the exact same number for men and women. So then they just split it right down the middle. And then from there, like our men's would be like, okay, we've got this many rows. We have this many. A lot of times it was seniors or post players. It, you would kind of go with like, like, hey, like when I was a senior, I didn't care that I had my own row. I'm 5'10". I can sit with somebody. Like <laughs> I would rather a junior or a sophomore guy that is 6'9". I'd rather that he have his own row 
that's typically kind of how it works. Um, and so you kind of just go from there, you know, and figure it out. Uh, this year um, here at Willison, we'll have the same size bus. Um, we will tr- be traveling. I think overall we would be traveling less players um, than what we did at Mayville. So I think that there, you know, will be a lot more of where each, each guy, each girl um, kind of gets those two seats that are together as being a charter. I'm absolutely fascinated by the inner workings of, of th- that you're in. Yep. Because, you know, I follow University of North Dakota hockey and football pretty closely. Mm-hmm. And I think we're talking about different budgets. Oh. <laughs> and, and not to make light of it, it just, I just think that you guys have such a more difficult job in determining yep. how this stuff works. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's a very evolving thing. The other thing, too, that's like kind of crazy it gets um, very much put on the back burner, back burner as it should for what is overall what we're all talking about. But, you know, like you're talking, um, you know, everyone's kind of frustrated with gas prices there and we're starting to see a little bit of a decline and stuff. But so like for every penny that that ga- that fuel is higher, that's more money getting taken out of our travel budget because it costs that much more for the bus to get somewhere. Lucky you guys are in the Bakken. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, um, and not how so, it works. That's not how it works. <laughs> not exactly. But, um, but it's, you know, it's, it's just like the inflation of everything. It's, it's very interesting. Like if we would go back and look, coach Ty and I talked about this so much at Mayville, we were just like every single year we were trying to find ways where we can make the experience a good one for our guys. And you just got to go back to the budget and then figure out like, okay, this cost us this much last year. We have to now try and see if we can't take that down, you know, um, like overall, like we, the one year at Mayville, um, we spent uh, a, a, a pretty high amount on, on food. Um, the, the biggest thing was that we just kind of started to look at it is, is like, we're, we're never going to stop feeding our guys. Like, and, and in, in fact, the other, the flip side was we wanted to try and start feeding them better things, a little bit healthier. So that's actually what we started to do, um, was we were looking at what we were feeding them, what that cost was. And then like the one year we had guys where like we played Friday, Saturday, double headers. So we got done with the game on Friday. And if we were staying in that same city that night, then rather than doing pizza, um, because most of our guys were all trying to eat healthier anyways, we would set up like salad bars, um, deli meat bars. And then, so like we would go and get that stuff at, at Sam's club, bring coolers on the bus for the trip and everything, have coolers in the, in the hotel rooms and stuff. And then we'd get back to the hotel and we would set up a a huge spread of, um, of a salad bar. And you'd be surprised that one, the guys liked it too they usually felt a little bit better because it wasn't a bunch of greasy pizza that they're eating you know as they're going back to their rooms and stuff and then but i mean also just by doing like making the trips to grand forks to sam's club just saved us so much money it's honestly it's mind-boggling i would have never imagined that you guys were setting up deli bars in the hotel to feed these guys now it doesn't surprise me that they liked it because they can probably make a delicious sandwich I, i love making a delicious sandwich so yep. I totally am on board with, with the making of sandwiches. But the extra work that put on you, and you said his name was Coach Tyen? Must uh, have Ty. Been, yep. Ty. It must have been exponential. Yeah. By the end of it in Grand Forks, I could get done with a 
a couple few hundred dollar grocery list for an entire weekend for, you know, roughly 20 guys, probably like three or four meals. Uh, The one time I got out of there in like 17 minutes, I was flying. I knew where everything was. (laughs) So what was your budget? What did you, what did you, what was your allotment for food on that trip? Um, to be honest with you, I don't, I, I don't even know exactly how much was always like our allotment. Um, you know, we always got like four or five bags of lettuce. We always got a couple of, uh, two or three kind of those, those tubs of deli meat. We've usually, I suppose it was probably somewhere around like eight or 10 loaves of bread, just depending on how many meals, you know, we were planning on doing that. The other thing that we really started to do too, which is a game changer is, um, we would do like pulled pork or else also oh, like, yeah. the pulled, or, like the shredded chicken guys love that that was huge that was a huge hit um <laughs> it's funny that i'm talking like getting like excited about what was a huge hit for uh for meals i'm a, I'm a nerd but uh, um so, this like, is the so- information people i honestly believe this is the information people want the intricacies of what you have to do to put this together is honestly mind-boggling to me i would not have thought that you were making pulled pork yeah and then probably freezing it and bringing it to Gillette, Wyoming. There is a reason why the programs that have it in the budget, AKA the division ones, there is a reason why they have someone in their staff called the director of basketball operations and why, why they are getting paid what they're getting paid. Just because that's, I mean, those are the things like that they are completely thinking about doing all the planning for, and basically doing that um then also let alone they're also like completely in charge of head coaches calendar you know and all those sorts of things of the recruiting stuff and everything on top of that but i mean even like i mean there's there's 100 a reason why a division one football program has the director of football operations they have their you know their like head nutritionist type person they have all those different people because every single one of those things, like while that season is going on, it really, I mean, you can, you can make it a full-time job. It doesn't have to be, it can 100% be the way that we do it. And, um, and those sorts of things. But I mean, they're also working with more people, more higher allotments of things to do. And, you know, like, I mean, more, everything. Sort of stuff. Yeah, more, more everything. Yep. So we're going to take a quick break here. And then we're going to talk a little bit more about your road trips, uh, maybe the upcoming season, and how you guys are adjusting to Williston. So just take one break here. So back to the podcast again, and I'm almost too excited to even breathe because this talk of food made in giant batches has got me so excited. Actually, (laughs) yesterday I made something that started off as a goop, which is a a dish my mother-in-law used to make growing up. Not for me, for for Allie's family. It started off as a goop, which I, I think is sort of a soupy um, hot dish sort of a thing. Okay, yep. And then I just kept grabbing more and more stuff from our cabinets. And it ended up I had a six-quart Dutch oven full, of, full of rice. <laughs> <laughs> so it was no longer a goop. And I rebranded it as as fall casserole. There you go. But it turns out Allie and I can definitely not eat six quarts of uh, fall casserole <laughs> by the time it goes bad. So all that's frozen. So just, just getting back to this whole food yep. dynamic. Let's say you're going on to the next place. You're going from well, well, overnight. What's the farthest you would drive? 
in this year, yeah. like, you'll go from Bismarck to well, probably Bismarck again, but on a weekend you're going to two places. Where are two places you would go to? Right. So this year, the NJC, um, or sorry, the the Mondak, we don't do uh, back-to-back doubleheaders very often. If we are, you're staying in the same place, kind of like what you had mentioned. But last year, um, so the North Star is extremely um, spread out. We would go anywhere from driving from Mayville and going all the way to La Crosse, Wisconsin, about eight hours. You stop for, you know, you stop for a buffet. The thing that was nice though about the North Star, which is kind of interesting, is so like we did everything with travel partners. So everything was a Friday, Saturday, doubleheader with the women. So we'd play Friday night, um, 5.30, 7.30 usually. Um, and then the next day you'd turn around, you'd play Saturday afternoon, three and five. And so it was uh, women first, men second. So we would drive all the way, like let's just take the lacrosse and Waldorf trip. Um, so we would drive all the way to lacrosse on Thursday. Um, usually men and women would practice in Mayville. Then we'd get on the bus. We would stop somewhere um, around like the city's area, um, I, I believe, um, and usually get a buffet. Um, just get everyone out of the bus, make sure they can eat enough. And then we get back in and go all the way. Uh, the rest of the way to um to uh, Lacrosse, Wisconsin, and play the turbo. Then we so we play Friday night, and then so wait wait wait, that, wait 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 yep. Thursday night you arrive in Lacrosse. Yep, correct. What so, what time are we talking? Um, you know, usually we like to get in by about like eight thirty nine o'clock. So um, a lot of times on that Thursday we were maybe going to like our eight o'clock class. Women were going to practice for an hour. We were going to practice for an hour. Get on the bus, go. Uh, so you're you're pulling into Lacrosse, Wisconsin. You said Waldorf. <laughs> I assume you mean the Waldorf Astoria. You know we're not uh, maybe staying five star, but we did usually stay. Um, like a coach that was pretty pretty persistent on making sure that we were basically in a four star as far as like the reviews and stuff go. Like that that everyone kind of understands. Like like when we go on road trips, you know we're gonna travel as best as what we can stay in as best as what we can the other thing that we did um which is which is kind of a key is like coach ty would basically go through we'd get our budget and then he would figure out um the different parts where we were going to stay because there's certain like road trips that we just know are going to be a little bit more expensive the other thing that you could do is like he would already be making phone calls for all of our road trips in july so like you talk to a manager and you're asking for between men and women, like, let's just say ballpark, like roughly 20 rooms you'd be looking for like a hotel manager is absolutely thrilled in July that they already know that they're going to be having 20 rooms getting used and paid for in the month of, let's just say January or February. So like they could literally very like really work down the price you know when you're when you're trying to get 20 rooms um a manager is going to give you what price works for you because even though one person is maybe paying 100 bucks for that hotel room we could probably get it down to roughly you know 80 75 dollars because it's not one person we're getting 20 rooms at that 75 dollar rate so is this like a hampton inn is that what we're looking at um, yeah, we, 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 we did, um, like we did the, 
um, holiday inns. I mean, it, it, it just kind of depends on each place. We kind of found we've got our we've got our different hotels that we've usually stayed at. Um, we just know like, hey, not too bad of a breakfast. Um, they actually <laughs> have stuff ready. That. Is is breakfast the key? Yeah, yeah. We don't we don't stay um, uh, we don't stay anywhere that does not usually involve um, a continental breakfast. That's that's the sort of stuff I find to be so fascinating is how the amount of ingenuity that's yep. put into this. Yep. It's not done blindly. You're not pulling up to Gillette, Wyoming, you no. know, calling two weeks early and saying we need 20 no. rooms. Yep. So when I got the job here at Williston, um, I was officially announced, uh, I want to say like July. Oh, I don't know. I just ballpark it like the 15th. I officially started the 20th. Um, the women's coach actually basically already had all of the contracts signed from the hotel managers for our different road trips this year. So were you, so you were happy about that, obviously. Yeah. I mean, to be honest but a, with you, but a little bit disappointed because it seems like an exciting <laughs> I, thing to do. You know, it's, it's one of those things where like, it's weird. Um, but like, it's kind of really nice when you can cross that off the list and know that it's done also know that like oh heck yeah like i just got that that hotel is probably supposed to be like you know 100 bucks and we just got them down you know however much um that was something when i was a grad assistant at mayville i was in charge of all of our travel um travel scholars or travel um scouting reports and kind of like the um like uh the jb recruiting for kind of like the local the local like region two area so I've been, I've done that uh, a great plenty um, with, uh, with coach Ty uh, when he got the job at Mayville, he kind of started to do it just because he wanted to make sure um, that like, just from going through with the budget, basically kind of the thing that like he had always said was like, if, if we're going to go over budget on travel, he wanted to be the reason for why that was like, he didn't want to put that burden on somebody else. Um, so that that way, like he could essentially just say like, yep, we, I, I spent more money on travel this year and that's my own fault, you know, because of hotels. That's kind of what he always said. So that's, that's, would, that's a very honorable thing to do. Actually, yeah, we, we is, you know, it's just kind of like one of those moving parts. Like you're always looking at your schedule. You're always kind of figuring out like, when are the ones that you're going to have to travel day before, which ones can you kind of feasibly do it that day? Um, and just make it a day trip. And you're always kind of figuring out those sorts of things. Um, so taking a look at, okay, which ones, you know, are we going as a classic? So we get this many rooms for free, um, you know, or in the contract with someone, you know, we're getting however many rooms for free. So then we can figure that out for somewhere later in the budget, because that road trip, we, you know, we kind of thought of it as this is how much it was going to cost. Now it's not going to cost that much. So now I can kind of work that money into something else. So there's a lot of moving parts. There's a, there's, there are a lot of spreadsheets that can be used doesn't have to be but it uh i'm a spreadsheet guy so <laughs> that's I'm what i at williston i'm married to a spreadsheet guy technically a spreadsheet gal yep but if you think you're good at spreadsheets oh ali's like a ali's like the harry potter of spreadsheets <laughs> i might she's, be reaching out to her then to make sure that uh i keep all my things in line this year she's doing things different tabs did you know there's different tabs on spreadsheets you can have oh, more yeah. than one spreadsheet inside of a spreadsheet oh of course did you know you can have more than one spreadsheet manipulating other parts of the same spreadsheet? 
I've seen some of that before. I'm not very good at that. Um, I know that it can be done, but I don't know. <laughs> I always we always have the argument that I'm a better PowerPoint creator than she is. PowerPoint, PowerPoint, PowerPoint. Exactly. It's not true. <laughs> it's not a true statement, but it's fun. All right. Anyway, you guys moved. You, Remy, took your daughter, moved across the state. How are you guys enjoying the move? Yeah, you know, um, I tell you what, scary as hell. Um, this is the first time that, you know, Remy and I have basically moved together that did not involve, um, only like one or two blocks. Um, so there's a lot of different moving parts there. Um, even just within the process of itself, there were some different steps that we kind of slightly took or even just thought about that were different from any time we've ever thought about like, like, you know, you see a job open and you kind of think about it a little bit. There were different things that we talked about this time just based on now we're a family of three with a dog, um, you know, and, and all those sorts of things, too. And anytime, I mean, it was just it was it was a definitely a different thing just with both of us um, graduating from Mayville. Um, that's obviously, a you know, a really special place um, to to both of us. And so it was going to have to be kind of something something pretty good for for to really to even apply um let alone you know then kind of go through the entire process of it so yeah but no it's it's been a really it's been a fun thing um it's been something completely different um it's definitely kind of put us a little bit um in like a vulnerable kind of like like we have to kind of learn something a little bit different now um state and it's it's been a lot of fun and willison's a much bigger town than mayville is correct mayville's 1800 then you add in the, the school population just because for the most part, you know, you can feel that population all the time, but it doesn't get counted. And I mean, you're probably looking roughly ballpark closer to, I suppose, like 3000 in Mayville, something kind of like that. Whereas, okay, so it's, it's much bigger than I would have thought. Yeah. So, and then we moved to Williston here, which that is also kind of an always um, different number when you look at, um, uh, population census because like as I've kind of found out um, from just people around campus and stuff is like they have it down I think as being being like 29,000 but like they said it's probably much closer to like 32 33 34 just because the um, the oil workers are changing so much that they're never they don't take the time to do a census so how many people go to Williston State Williston State, we are, you know what? That's actually a terrific question there, James. And while I've got you on, I think I might as well just check on that right now. I don't think that the, that this year's numbers have been done yet because they don't do the, um, uh, the, the enrollment stuff doesn't go in until it's like after like two weeks, uh, something like that, just because they allow for people to kind of add drop and those sorts of things. Oh, I played um, that, I played that game before. Yep. So how was finding housing in Mayville? Was it or Mayville, I'm sorry, in Williston? Was it difficult? You know, it's it it wasn't difficult in that there are a lot of options. Um you're you, the one thing is is like we we had very little knowledge kind of about like Williston as a city. So for us what we ended up deciding cuz it was such kind of a quick turnaround, you're like bam, like like I wanted to be here. 
Um, cause yeah. like you need to start doing things in the office and all that sort of stuff. Um, and so what we ended up deciding is instead we, uh, we looked at different houses like online on Zillow and everything like that. Um, kind of went through all those sorts of things, kind of formed some lists. And then we just decided that like, rather than do this move here and in two, three, four weeks, you know, a month we hate it. And we're trying yeah. to figure out like, how do we sell this house and also buy another one when we just got here? <laughs> um, so we decided we started to really look at um, like uh, like townhomes, twin homes, condos, that sort of stuff as well, too. Um, but like just from when the boom started uh, and I mean, it's no longer the crazy boom. Like it's, you know, very much more calmed down and everything like that. There's still a very good city high population of what they're not used to but like as far as like it's not like an out of control boom like it was um so we uh we decided that um they had so many big apartments yeah i bet they did so we started going that route um so we're we're in an apartment that was actually built or or paid for by the foundation um so like i can front when i'm sitting in my office i can see our apartment complex and i can see our uh porch patio deck area so, which is something that like, we really were kind of looking like, this is going to be completely new to us. What are some things that we can actually keep the same? And that was one of the things I've never lived farther than two blocks away from the place that I've worked at, uh, at Mayville. I was never farther than two blocks away. Um, uh, the last place we worked, we lived at, we were right across the street from campus um, and everything. So like, this was something where I could come home um, for lunch all the time, be able to spend time with Remy and, and Ada and, and Daisy as well too, and then go back up um, and just kind of go back and forth real easy. So we were very fortunate to get into, I mean, a nice new apartment. It's got, you know, the, the garage parking in the, um, uh, underneath and all that sort of stuff um so it's it's really nice we're plus the apartments were like not that much in difference in square footage compared to like the twin homes and stuff and are roughly about like a thousand dollars cheaper per month that's so, exactly how those work yep. yeah so it's just kind of like we kind of decided like let's just factor in the fact to like try and tell ourselves that we're paying what we would have for a twin home save that money and then like at the end of the year, so we're in like a nine month lease and then we can go month to month after that. But then it's like once spring gets here and like we really kind of know Williston much more of the area and everything. Now we're going to have a good chunk of money where we can put down a down payment and we can move into a house. Well, that sounds like the way to do it, Alex. I'm, I'm really happy. For- <laughs> so the last thing I'll ask you is how do you, how and who do you recruit? It is 100% very much based on, you know, where you're at. Um, the, the schools, not that they like parse or, uh, not that they like dictate, like that they tell you what you have to do. Some will. Um, but like, it's more so like, what does Wilson offer people? You know, same was at what does Mayville offer people at Mayville? We we're very much looking for guys that were interested in education because we had a really good education program guys that were, um, you know, probably interested in our business program, which was also very big. Um, and then, uh, and then also a lot of times just dealing with athletes, we got a lot of guys who were interested in, in like our FIAT HPER program with some of those different things and like the sports management. So you're kind of finding a lot of things that fit those molds for, for kids. And then, you know, you're kind of recruiting your area where you've gotten people from before and those sorts of things and, and kind of go from there and, um, and leagues really dictate that as well too. So the Mondak is um very much 
uh, usually pretty guard and forward heavy. Um, you don't necessarily have to have a huge guy. Um, most of the most of the programs do um, have you know at least one like prototypical big post player. We actually won't this year, so that so that'll be kind of a little bit interesting just to see what that kind of looks like. Um, but um, that's kind of the biggest thing is first like just making sure that you have a really good idea of what your school offers. Um, and that's something that's really kind of cool with now coming here to Williston is being at a two year and now the trades, um, you know, like we've got the oil stuff that's kind of going on. Um, so there's like the train ND where they can come. They're not um, with those things. That'd be like a little bit of an add on for our guys, but there's like a, a possibility for them to get their, you know, a two year degree, go to the train ND and be able to go right in the workforce with like something maybe in the oil or some of those sorts of things. The junior college model is amazing. Mm-hmm. A four-year going from a small school instantaneously to a massive university is not yep. always the best choice for everybody. No. And the junior college model is an amazing product that is underutilized in the United States. It really is. It's um, And because the other thing as well, too, is with the junior college stuff is like they really cut down on all of the costs of things. And it's even getting better. So they're trying to as much as they can at junior colleges, not only is like tuition fees and all those things lower at it than, than what it is at the four years, but they're also trying to uh, really um, get in and try and figure out like, where do we actually need textbooks where you have to, you know, go out and buy them, which classes or, you know, like everyone take a look at your classes. Is there something that you can use that's an online resource that's free to the students? And so they're really trying to cut down on just the number of textbooks that, that students have to buy at, at uh, junior colleges as well, too. So that's that's an awesome thing. I ran that model at UND by just not buying my textbooks. I was going to say, is is there a way I can watch Williston Tetons games here in Virginia? You're dang right. We stream. We will have uh, the streaming of, of all of our home games. Um, it's free. Um, so you don't have to worry about paying anything either. <laughs> all right. Well, I really appreciate your time, Alex. Yeah, um, and I'll probably check in with you later in the year to see how the Tetons are doing. When's the first game? First game is that just kind of got switched this up a little bit. You want to talk about the travel stuff? Uh, your schedule is almost never set until it's set. Um, but uh, first game, I think it's like November. I want to say it's like November first now or something like that. We we're going to be playing our first stuff was like the preseason Mondak um, tournament, but uh, we had one of our games switch from late in November to now kind of right away at the start of November. So, which I think is, will actually be much better for our schedule. But so, yeah, I think it's like November, gosh, it literally just switched today too. I think it's like November 1st is our first game home game. So. All right. Well, I'll be on the lookout for, is there a Twitter handle for the Tetons basketball? Oh yes. Yeah. We got, uh, we got the good old Twitter going. It is just to make sure that I say it right. It is at Williston. And then state just S T M B B. Otherwise, too, if you just if you just search Williston State men's basketball, that'll bring you to it. All right, I got it right here. I wish you Perfect. good fortune in the season to come, Alex. I'll talk to you again soon. Awesome, sounds great. Thanks for having me on, James. Uh, of course. Talk to you later. Okay, I would like to thank Alex for coming on Fin for Yourself Friday. Another successful episode. Next week. Haven't quite planned uh, what I'm going to do next. Some have been asking for a Western Living podcast. Also thinking about talking about UND football. Also open to suggestions. So uh, until I see you guys again next week, have a good weekend.
make sure to order food. I really hope he did get back to his family in the Finger Lakes, though. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's you know, I kind of worry about them from time to time. <laughs>